0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
1: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's In This League with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. On the radio. 30.
0: I'm on right now. I don't believe you. You boys in line.
2: Welcome back. It's in this league. It's our two Bogman the Welsh as well. Chris Pavona, a superstar of this episode. I definitely, Pavona gets one Bogman. Bogman and I probably get a three Bog. He's definitely been the star. Now, I will tell you. He's got to come back. Yeah, we're going to have to to bring bring him back 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 here. Because.
3: You just told me one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life.
2: Yeah. So, uh, we were, after this we, whole Disney story, we were going to talk about Ezekiel Elliott coming back here, but on the break, we were talking about just goofy Disney stories and Bogman a long time ago. We were talking and, about Goofy. Yeah. Right? Goofy and Mickey and all that. A lot. You, you had this story of like a job long, long time ago. You were like delivering to this guy who, you know, had like a, you know, just like really, he was like wearing all the stuff all the time. And I was like, well, let me one oh, up yeah, me he had here. Yeah.
3: His garage was covered in disney stuff Mickey See, that's, too much. Bell.
2: that's too much that's way too much my thing though is um is Pavon. you're gonna have to make sure to listen to this and i want to get your reaction on here as i so i gotta be careful about how i say this this is actually something that disney scarred me for the rest of my life so when i was younger probably like eight or nine i used to live in california yeah no, and i uh, had yeah, not like that type of scar uh, I was a good relationship with my uncle and their family and I was hanging out and he loved to play video games. So I'm just hanging out one night, we're all playing video games and I was kind of walking around and I'm walking to the kitchen and there's this big picture on the wall. And I'm like, Oh, look, it's like, this is a cool painting of all the Disney characters. Ho, ho, ho. little did I know he <laughs> had this picture that what, how, how do I phrase it? It was a very... X-rated version of oh boy. the Disney characters. It I'm rhymes a with smorgy. Yeah, and it was it. It literally has scarred me to this day. What like what Goofy was doing and seeing Mickey and Minnie and all that <laughs> stuff. It has changed me forever. So I have a different perspective to that. Have you ever seen anything like that? Is there a Furby type culture with uh, the <laughs> Disney characters?
1: Uh, oh no, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> he scarred. Oh, no. is I'm all so I'm gonna sorry. say is that before Disney's Snow White Well excuse me, no, somewhere around Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, somewhere in Germany around like I think like the between the forties and the sixties, there was yeah. a different yeah. version of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs that came out. Yeah, I can it's, I
2: can picture it, especially Germany. All I'm gonna say is that German. I saw
1: it in a bar and that scarred me for life.
2: Yeah, it's it's unfortunate when incidents like this in our world, you know, what was uh, Winnie the Pooh doing yeah. in this? Is he Disney? Yeah, that that's a that's a place I wanna, on the internet. I want to know what his
3: activities were.
2: No, I, I don't picture. remember. It's Goofy, Mickey, and Minnie that particularly stood out to me. I'm actually going to try to find it on the internet <laughs> just to like come to terms with this moment I've had in my life. Well, but, make sure you go on incognito before you look for it. oh I'm yeah saying. yeah. Don't worry about that. Yeah, don't worry about that. But uh, I will tell you. <laughs> That <laughs> the the chats we get to see are great uh, I will tell oh, you though yeah. there's nothing more disturbing than childhood things imprinting a bad scar on you for the rest of your life whether it's cartoons or you know comic books or anything like that like when you get that first comic book that you're like oh this is adult that's scary but, uh, but no, enough of that though we got fantasy football to talk John Lobb from, fan- from uh, <laughs> Football Diehards is joining us here in the next couple segments so don't go anywhere Bogman the Welsh, Pavona, John Lobb no Disney talk I promise
0: Packed with tons of in-depth insights from the industry's top experts, we get you fully prepared for a championship campaign with a deluxe draft package that includes projections, strategy articles, sleepers, busts, a cheat sheet generator, and so much more. And you're guaranteed additional access throughout the regular season. So put your gloves on now, even while it's hot outside, and get into mid-season form. Go to RotoExperts.com and register for the 2017 Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Enter code FREERADIO at checkout for a very special discount.
2: I wish I knew what Goofy sounded like because I do a Goofy thing here, but I was told this is from a Goofy movie. This is from a Goofy movie. Disney's a Goofy movie. Thank you. The, I mean, this is actually very similar to the type of, uh, this would be the music they would be playing in the background of the picture that I uh, was tormented by as I grew up. <laughs> I tried to look it up online, by the way. It came oh, out in 95? Okay. I tried to look it up mistake. online. Immediately cleared my uh, history because of the, the wording I had to use in the Google search to find I, that I think I would do picture. that.
3: I think I do that Ron Swanson
2: gif where he just throws his whole computer away. After that, yeah, <laughs> it's not worth it's it's not worth having there. But uh, on the line here, we have got the great John Lobb. You can find him on Twitter at Gridiron School ninety one, but school is missing skull. one. Oh, skull. Okay, skull. skull. a uh, scholar. Yeah, yeah, scholar. <laughs> yeah, scholar. Yeah, Jesus, I'm which an idiot. you are not. <laughs> I'm not a scholar whatsoever, John. What's up, my friend?
4: Hey, not much. You know, I might be the only human being who's never gone to Walt Disney. But I definitely love really? Winnie the Pooh.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, you know, that's funny because, as, and I bet Pomona can, um, can relate with this, as a Chris, I grew up on Christopher Robbins and Winnie the Pooh, and uh, I definitely was in that world. But you've never been to Disneyland or World?
4: Nope. We asked my dad when I was a child, and he said, you know what? Do you like food and heat? And those are the options that you have. So we never true. went to Disney.
2: Okay, well I mean, do you think there's something in your future? I mean Pavona likes to go enough. Maybe you guys can go together.
4: <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. My daughter's asking me to take her all the time, so we're we're trying to work on it. But I've okay. never Yeah,
3: been. you should go. It's fun.
2: Yeah, okay. We'll do a big we'll be as an adult. Yeah, we'll do a big old ITL trip. Pavona said he'll take, he'll take you. I know he'll take all of us. He can be our, um, he can be our tour guide. Uh, we'll do yeah, drinking around the world in Epcot. Uh, this is a plan. This is going to happen. I will overcome all of my fear, uh, phrasing, by the way, in the wording I just used, uh, of all the Disney characters from my tormented childhood. But... We are not here to talk about all that stuff, my friend. Uh, We are here to talk about some fantasy football. John, what do you got going on right now? Football diehards. You got some podcast stuff. What is going on in the John Lobb world that people should be looking out for?
4: Um, The number one thing is I'm getting ready for the college fantasy football season, so there's all kinds of stuff to kick off tomorrow, college football starts. And then I'm getting ready for the DFS season, really. I have two more season-long drafts which will make it 23 season-long teams. I hope I can manage them all. I know. I think I went overboard. I made a terrible mistake. Is there an AA for fantasy? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then I got my DFS podcast podcast coming out, the DFS dudes. So I'm working on that, getting ready for week one now.
2: All right, well perfect. Well we're going to do some uh want to get some a little bit of DFS coverage uh during the year, so we'll make sure to have you on here a couple times on the radio to be plugging that for sure. Bogman, can we do you just need to get like and you need to get something at college football out of your head because I knew this was coming. You guys are both <laughs> college football nuts. Bogman has one of the best college fantasy football podcasts in the world, the original fantasy football co- podcast, which uh, college fantasy football podcast that so people should check out, the, CS- the CFF, the ITL Fantasy CFF podcast. And, John, you have been a guest on it. So do you, have, do you need to get some college football thing out of the way real quick, Bogman? you have a question or something? Well, I mean,
3: I, I want to know just real quick, John, how many CFF teams do you have and who do you have the most shares of in CFF?
4: Um, I have seven CFF teams, and the most years I have is. <laughs> and the most years <laughs> is definitely Miles Gaskin of Washington, oh. because he always comes deep. I've been able to pick him up in the third or fourth round of every draft, and I just love his upside. I love that offense, and I love the Pac-12.
2: Well,
3: I'm yeah, I-, I love that. I, I love that because. Um, You know, you got to load up on those wide receivers first because they're hard to come by. So,
2: yeah, I've won. Yeah, very hard. (laughs) It was a travesty for me. I was like, in the third round, I was like, Bogman, who should I take? And he's like, yeah, it was brutal. It was totally brutal. But if you guys want your college fantasy football fix, make sure you're following John Lobb at Gridiron Skull 91 And uh, you can get all his coverage, and you can always hear him on the original fantasy college football podcast with Bogman and the rest of the crew. Check it out league.com. But, John, we want to talk about some actual uh, NFL football talk. And the big thing we were going to talk about before we got derailed on the Disney front What's the Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott stuff? He's the thing that has dominated every element of this offseason, it feels like, for rightful you know reasons and and whatnot. We we had the initial reactions when everything came down where we were like, hey, it's going to get appealed. He might play the whole season. Then more news came out where it was like, oh, okay, you know what? Moving to the second or third round. There is a lot more talk now, uh, especially on the Cowboys front, that there is not enough information they feel that's going to hold this. He may play week one. The appeal looks like the decision is going to be made on Thursday, which could be taken to court. I just lay all of that out to say, what are you doing with Ezekiel Elliott? We have seen him go five. We've seen him go 25. I think in an industry draft, even tonight, he went seven, knowing all this news. How are you approaching Ezekiel Elliott in these in this final couple drafts leading into the week one?
4: If I ever shot to draft Ezekiel Elliott in the, my last two drafts, I will now take him. If this goes to court and he gets an injunction, my belief is that he will play this year. Now, an injunction just basically is the judge saying, hey, it's a timeout. What we're going to do is we're going to look at both sides of this argument and we're going to make a decision down the road. To me, that is the best leverage that Ezekiel Elliott and his legal team and his family has right now. They would love to get this into the courts. If they get into the courts, it will be a long process. So right now, I have a feeling that the Elliott team is saying, we are going to try to push for the court. That's an interesting legal argument. I think they'll be delayed. So I have a draft next Monday and next Tuesday. If I have an opportunity now, I think I'll take Zeke because I have a feeling he's going to play a lot this season.
2: Did you say you take him in the first round? Because I'm looking at Fantasy Football Calculator. It's just so funny seeing the graph where August 12th, he was still going 1-4. And then as of August 30th, he's going as the sixth pick in the second round. But I feel like that arrow is going to point up, kind of what you're saying. So like, what is the highest you would take Ezekiel Elliott in a draft?
4: I would probably go number five. I would still prefer, obviously, the big three. We know them, and I would prefer to have Odell and Julio before I take Zeke. But after that, I would definitely
2: go Zeke. Ooh, Bogman. There's a name I didn't uh, hear in there. You want to follow up on that?
3: No, the big three, and then the two wide receivers. Uh, who, who else are you talking? Antonio about? Brown. I didn't hear any Antonio oh, Brown in there. Yeah, well, he's so, the third. I'm sorry, I. I
4: Yes, that's what well, I. Well, A, A, A B is yeah. the
3: third, right? So it would be Johnson, yeah. Bell, A B, and then yeah. Julio and Odell, and then actually that would make Zeke yeah, six. six. Okay, right? yeah, that would make him six. Yep. Okay. okay, that makes uh, sense. What John? What about this? And this just came out today that pete carroll and we know pete carroll's not afraid to do whatever he feels like Uh, we mentioned this before that matt flynn got 64 million dollars or whatever ridiculous number it was and then they started russell wilson just because he played better so he'll do whatever he wants but he said that eddie lacy and thomas rawls are now co-starters are you gonna mess with this situation at all and if you are which guy are you picking
4: so at this point, I do not have on 23 teams and 36 drafts <laughs> one share of Eddie Lacy or Thomas Rawls. So I think oh, that man. answers your question. But I do have C.J. Proceis on 14 teams, always in PPR oh. leagues only, and I like C.J. Proceis. And, you know, I've had to draft them as early as round eight. And as late as round 12, he's been all over the map. But I do like him as a fourth running back in a PPR league.
2: Wow. Okay, so let me ask you then, because that's interesting, because if uh, they heard on my Fantasy Sports Radio news flash, I talked about how they plan to kind of play all of them. Real quick then, we got about a minute and a half here, John, before the break, and then we'll pick up with the rest of these fantasy football questions. What would you ra- – I mean, I, maybe you kind of, I kind of know this by your answer of not having them, but where would you rather dabble in the running back game at this point? Seahawks? or the New England backs?
4: I will go with the New England backs because at the end of the day, I believe that the New England is going to be the highest scoring offense in the league. Also, the odds tell us that one of those backs, if not two, will be injured at some point in the season. I'd rather take my luck that I avoid injuries and end up with that guy who's going to get the boatload of carries for uh, maybe a three- or four-week span in New England.
2: What what's the guy? Who are you targeting? Because it's a mess. You got Burkhead. You got Lewis. About you know like thirty seconds here. Burkhead, Lewis, uh, James White. Uh, I mean, where do you want to go? Gillisley. What what are the one or two that you're targeting? Real quick.
4: Um, I'm going Gillisley or James White right now. Those are the two that I like. They're coming at a price that I I enjoy.
2: Okay, I mean that makes sense. James White has uh, seemed to tick up a little bit in recent days. The problem with New England, like they always do is they go out, they feature one back, and then the fantasy football world adjusts to that back. We've seen that multiple times now. We saw that with Rex Burkhead early on. We saw it with Deion Lewis. We're now seeing it with James White. The one thing that happened before anybody saw anything is it was all Mike Gillisley because he was going to be the Garrett Blunt role. Well, we're not seeing him, so people are dropping on him. So it's an anomaly in how to treat these guys and the running back situation in general has kind of been an anomaly this season outside of the top two with Ezekiel Elliott issues from New England to Seattle. It's all crazy, but we have got more to cover, and we got some running backs to cover. John is very familiar on the rookie front, as is Bogman, and we're going to cover those on the end and the rest, so don't go anywhere. It's Bogman and the Wells, John Lobb. We'll be right back on the other side of this break.
4: RotoExperts.com. Edge Fantasy Football Package. Brand new for 2017, RotoExperts.com presents the Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Roll with me through the 2017 season as I get you ready to draft and dominate all season long. It's only going to cost you 20 bucks to win your fantasy league this year. Hell, you spend 10 times that on a Friday night and leave empty-handed. The Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package features articles, videos, and rankings that will help you be the man in your home, office, or high-stakes leagues. Plus, you get private access to the The fantasy executive Snapchat where you can interact with me directly. Head on over to rotoexperts.com and sign up for the Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Chill with me all season long and win big in 2017 with the Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package powered by RotoExperts.com.
2: Is this a Jack P. Nimble, Jack- Whoa! Yeah, yeah. This
3: is uh, vacation. Wally World. Because yeah, yeah we're favorite. all gonna get in a car and go yeah. to Disney World. That's why. I would go to uh, Wally Mabona's World.
2: This. Well, they went to Wally World. Oh, so I would go to Wally
3: World. Well, I understand that. I'm just saying yeah. because we were mentioned going yeah. to Epcot and Disney World. That's why we're playing this.
2: One of my all-time favorite movies is Christmas Vacation. That's like a. I don't do a lot of things traditional, but the one thing I do is watch uh, Christmas Vacation. Like. 20 times, 20 times Um, real quick, breaking news on the Twitter machine has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but Adrian Wojanowski says Cleveland, Boston, Woj has the Cleveland and Boston have reached an agreement on the uh, trade issue stuff. League sources are telling ESPN. So if you're listening live, you are seeing it first. Unless you you were on Twitter like 20 seconds ago, then you got that. But uh, uh, apparently no issue. I'm going to guess without seeing anything. I'm going to assume Boston is going to send a conditional future second-round pick, and that's how this is going to finalize. There's no way that Yeah, because Kyrie they weren't going to give up back. Tatum. They no. weren't going to give up Tatum. And look at this. Else, hey, look at this. But... I got it right here. Oh, man, I'm so right. Boston is sending Cleveland a 2020 <laughs> second-round pick to complete the Kyrie Irving trade. That is, that's what held this up. They were like, listen, these injuries are really concerning. Give us that uh, 2020 second-round pick. And Boston's like, Pfft. All right, whatever. you Whatever. Need, man. So there you go. <laughs> A little bit of breaking <laughs> news here. Whatever you need, man. All right, uh, we're back. Let's get back to football, though. But Kyrie and ba- and uh, Isaiah Thomas staying in their new respective places. We are joined by John Lobb of uh, Football Diehards. You can find him on Twitter at GridironSkull91, and uh, he's got some DFS stuff coming out. Just follow him on Twitter, and you can get all the good stuff. And he'll be uh, back with us. We have been talking about some fantasy football. And uh, before the break, we were talking a lot about running backs, about the New England, the Seattle situation, Ezekiel Elliott. One of the things that has fascinated me this year, John, I don't know about you, and I'm very excited to hear about your shares and your 23 teams, good Lord, is <laughs> the five rookie running backs. They've been all the rage. It started with uh, Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, and Joe Mixon. Then Joe Mixon came down. Dalvin Cook moved up. Kareem Hunt has moved up. I saw Kareem Hunt in an NFFC draft win. The first pick in the second round. So I gotta know what is your stance on these rookie running backs? Where do you plant your flag? Who do you want to own? And I mean with 23 teams, you have a great sample size. Where are your shares on the rookie backs this year?
4: All right. So first, anyone who takes Kareem Hunt with the first pick of the second round, they better be really drunk. That is <laughs> nuts. <laughs> I just look it. There doesn't make sense. There is so many great players on the board who have had NFL success. So, do I like Hunt? yet? My number one owned rookie and still at the top of my rookie class is Christian McCaffrey. I know the concerns. Will he be able to catch the football, Cam Newton, throw it to him in this offense? I believe that's a yes. I believe that, you know, Mike Shula is smart enough, Cam Newton – is a good enough professional. He can get the ball to McCaffrey. They'll tweak the offense. McCaffrey in a PPR league is amazing, and it's underrated how good he is between the tackles at the goal line. And I'm not worried about a 31-year-old journeyman in the backfield. So I like McCaffrey still at the top. I still like Fournette. Look it. You're looking at volume in fantasy football. Fournette is by far the best player in that Jaguars backfield. If they have any hope of winning, you want Blake Bortles to throw the football less than 10 times a game. That would be their perfect <laughs> formula to, to win a football game. That means Fournette gets 20 to 25 carries a week. I still like him. Yes, I know the offensive line is not great, but I do think Fournette is a very special talent when he gets into the open field, he is gone, especially with his side. What I about have the foot injury, from... John?
2: Yeah, and no, hold on. Real, quick, and real quick, I want to throw this in here because this is a great point just to throw this in. The fantasy football calculator has a fascinating thing. Yeah, everyone, I talk about this all the time. You can go look at the graphs. August 22nd, was the first time that those two intersected where Fournette was going in the second round, McCaffrey was going in the fourth round about a month ago. August 22nd, those two intersected, and then that is where Christian McCaffrey took over, and McCaffrey is going more than a half round higher than Fournette now. He's in the second, and Fournette is in the third. So, yeah, you've got injury-related here, and you've got the ADP change in value. Do, those, do, the, do both of those take any factor into Fournette here?
4: I think the injury is why Fournette is is dropping. And look at um Scott's right, that is a concern, you know. But from what I've read, it looks like they held him out. He should be ready for week one. Now it's a tough matchup against Houston, so that's a problem in week one. But I you know, I'm going to err that I don't know if this is going to be a recurring foot all season. I'm hoping that it's not, obviously. I love him in the third round. I think Fournette's upside is worth a third-round pick.
2: So what about Cook, uh, Mixon, and Hunt, uh, just to finalize all sure. the rookie backs? Where are you sit on those guys?
4: I have Cook third. The reason why I moved him up now, you know, I, look at Latavius Murray. He's going to have some touches, but I don't think he's a very – He's going to challenge for a lot of opportunities in that backfield. Cook has looked very good this preseason, and I think the Vikings will be able to score. I have, then I have Kareem Hunt. Look, I had Cook, Fournette, and McCaffrey rated higher than Hunt coming out of college. I believe they were better prospects and they're better runners. The thing about Hunt is that he clearly has the better coach and the better scheme right now. So that's why I think everyone loves him and the door has been open with the Spencer Ware injury. Mixon, look it, he can be special. The concern right now to me is you have Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard ahead of him on the depth chart. You do have A.J. Green. They can throw the football. I'm just not investing a third-round pick in Joe Mixon.
2: What
3: about, uh, John, because we're both college guys, and I, I, what are the rookie guys that are going to make an impact this season – that next to no one is talking about. They're not getting the buzz of the top wideouts, not getting the buzz of the top running backs. Who are those guys? Maybe you're stagging at the end of your 1,400 uh, leagues that you have.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So, number, you know, I do have way too many shears of Jamal Williams in Green Bay. Now, he's coming very cheap. You know, I've been drafting him in, like, the 13th to the 15th rounds. I'm not sure that Ty Montgomery can handle 225 carries. Let's see him do it. I'm not convinced he can. Yes, I do think Montgomery coming out of the backfield with his hands and his ability to catch the football is a very interesting PPR wide receiver or running back. But I don't know if he can make it the whole season. So I'm sitting on Jamal Williams. I like him a lot. I'm way too heavily invested in Samaj P. Ryan. I've actually been very happy.
2: <laughs> how invested, happy how invested, by the way, are you, John? How invested is too um, much. I
4: have, my last count was um, 17 teams. <laughs> um, oh my it's funny because how ADP moves, there was a time in July where I was getting sniped in the eighth round on P Ryan. And I was like, darn, I was happy in the ninth and 10th round. And I kept losing him. Then all of a sudden about three weeks ago, I'm sitting in round 12 and P Ryan's there. And I'm like, look, (laughs) I still think he's the better back than Rob Kelly. It's a long season injuries occur every day. So I've actually invested bought P Ryan in my last four drafts again because he was super cheap so those are the two guys i'm heavily invested in and i know but like the guy i like whom now people know about but i have him on like 12 teams is zay jones i've yeah, been man. getting zay jones you know look at he seems to be the top guy in buffalo i'm still going to take a guy who's likely to get 120 targets let's see how many catches i think he's still going to be a nice player a great fourth wide receiver
2: Well, I love that. I'm all I'm all about the Zay Day. I am a pro team Zay Day. And that leads into a perfect point of this conversation where when we started into our early drafts and, you know, you've been pretty much doing the exact same thing. There was this consensus post draft that after maybe McCaffrey and Fournette, it really started to move to the wide receivers. It was Corey Davis, Mike Williams, John Ross. You've kind of already touched on Zay Jones, and I would go out and I don't have to go out on a limb here to say that maybe Zay Jones is your number one rookie rookie wide receiver. You can correct that, but is there any of these rookie wideouts that you want to own? Corey Davis hasn't practiced much. John Ross looks to kind of be lost in the shuffle right now. Uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a mix. We got about a minute and a half here, so what receiver outside of Zay Jones are you buying, if any?
4: I haven't really brought many. I mean, the only guy that I've heard a lot of good press about is Cooper Cup. But, you know, I think he's going off too much. I still think the Rams have a logjam at the wide receiver position. He seems to have gotten a lot of buzz, and people are reaching for him in the 11th round. I'm not willing to pay that for Cooper Cup. The only other guy who had interest in me, but then his ADB jumped up way too much was Kenny Galladay of the Lions. I liked him when he was in the 17th round, but right now there's no way I'm paying for him. You know, again, if he fell to the last round of the draft, I might. But the one guy who's not getting talked about, I would think about a Darius Stewart of the Jets. Look it. There are no good receivers on that team right now. The Jets are in the dead zone. Our Darius Stewart, I liked him coming out of Alabama. I think he's going to get some opportunities He's the type of guy you have to watch to see how many targets and how much snaps he gets as the season progresses.
2: Bogman, how I like, hot uh, really, are you right now? How hot and uh, hot, are you I mean, talking I'm, about I'm, all these like college wide receivers? I, right
3: I, I, want, I want to throw one more out, and it's right. if the Jaguars sure. can move Allen Hearns, D.D. Westbrook. D.D., and that's big for me, a Texas guy talking about a no Yeah, we got like 30 but seconds. But D.D., D.D. Westbrook has looked really good, and if you're in a super deep league, that might be the guy.
2: You like him, John?
4: I agree. It's, it's all about snaps right now. Right now, when you look yep. at the depth chart, I don't see D.D. Westbrook getting on the field. If he gets on the field, I agree with Scott.
2: Okay, I like it. Uh, can you imagine trying to play your team's got talent with uh, John's roster? John, we played this game earlier in the show of uh, <laughs> everybody setting their best roster I don't even know if you... Could you even identify your best roster at this point with all of them? Like, how do you make a move on any given day? I don't even understand how you could do it. It's it's incredible. But I think it's worth following. <laughs> so go check them out at GridironSkull91. Go check him out. It's John Lobb. John, we look forward to having you back again. You did great, my friend, and we'll talk to you soon.
4: Thank you. Have a great night, gentlemen.
2: All right. We'll you be back. We bangs. got more. Your questions, uh, hashtag ITLive. If you want to ask any more fantasy football questions, another couple segments. We'll be right back.
1: Ezekiel Elliott, Carl Anthony Towns, Corey Seager. Those are the rookies of the year, much like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The fastest-growing fantasy sports network on radio is completely free 24-7. Listen to us live at FNTSY.com slash radio or download the app right now in the Google Play Store or on iTunes. Wait, wait let, me, let me explain something to you. I am not in this league. You're in this league. I'm the dude. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. ha,
4: ha, ha.
2: We back. Bogman and the Welsh. I want to thank John Lobb from football diehards. He did great. John Lobb has an A-plus laugh. I just want to put that out there. If anyone was thinking <laughs> that, that's an A-plus laugh. Like, anytime you got a laugh that can get you going, that's like, if, if it makes you laugh, like, those are infectious people. You want to be around them. When someone laughs that makes you laugh, you got to be around that person. So John did, uh, he did damn good. Bogman, what did you tell me during the break? Did... Did, did Ezekiel Elliott hire like OJ's lawyer or something? Like, what's going on? Yeah, that's uh, our <laughs> not. He did not. Uh, <laughs> uh, OJ's Cochran. lawyer would be really good in uh, all this. All of case OJ's
3: there. lawyers are dead, so no, he did not hire any. Is of Johnny Cochran them. dead? But uh, yeah, uh, what, really? Our, our boy, yes, what a what long time happen? ago. Look it up. It so long ago.
2: Are you kidding me? It really? was very, very long ago. Yes, I didn't know that. No, I'm making it up. What about uh, John Travolta? Is the guy that John Travolta played? I who think he's dead too. Oh, God. I can't remember his name. No, oh, jo- uh, uh, Pavona saying John Travolta is alive and probably the guy that he played. John too. Travolta is alive. Yes, okay, he, he's alive. But who but was the guy? Ah, oh, Ben played Shapiro. Is dead for Thank sure. you, Ben. Shapiro yeah, Doesn't should... Ben Shapiro host a conservative talk show in L.A. too? Isn't
3: that? Yeah, I, th- I think know? it's Al Shapiro. Isn't it a different name? Not. Uh, I don't know why Ben are we Shapiro. Yeah. Uh, none of these Shapiro. guys. None of
2: these guys are going to be Zeke's. No, lawyer, he apparently. hired.
3: He hired the Deflate Gate lawyer that Brady had. Oh, that guy. That guy's like, that like our boy that Miles. Is, just when you, Miles has changed his name to Free Zeke across all of our stuff, by the way. Okay, so, when and, when you
2: hire the deflate-gate lawyer, that's like hiring Johnny Cochran, right? <laughs> if the evidence doesn't fit, you must acquit. Yeah, there's gonna be some. But there Bob has Shapiro. to be. There
3: has there has to be some type of. Rhyme for Ezekiel Elliott then
2: Robert Shapiro yeah that's what it is yeah Pavona said Ben Shapiro and Ben Shapiro is like a, a crazy conservative uh, talk show host out in L A. Robert Shapiro is John Travolta that's what it is oh they are it was one
3: Herbie Hancock I <laughs> uh, was way off
2: all right so he hired uh, yeah he hired the OJ lawyers so he's I mean this is gonna this is gonna be dragged in the mud
3: <laughs> yeah it looks like it's gonna take a long long time
2: um okay uh, well we'll see hopefully hey thursday they're saying thursday some information should come down uh week one hangs in the balance but you know we talked we've talked a lot about the rookie running backs i know we've done it a lot but between the fantasy football podcast which if uh you're not in the itl universe you should i desperately tell you go listen to the itl fantasy football podcast and the other sports that we do you will have a great time we do those twice a week We've talked a lot about the rookie backs, but I'm just fascinated here and you've got some other cool points to cover, but just real quick, I'm looking at the chart and we've just had this collective join of these rookie running backs. Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette and Dalvin Cook are all within three picks of each other uh, as of August 30th. Uh, Kareem Hunt is the fifth pick in the third round. Fournette is the fourth pick in the third round and Dalvin Cook is going as the second pick. In the third round. Those guys are all collective. Do you remember a time where rookie backs dominated Yeah, dominated the top end of a draft? And we're not even mentioning Christian Fournette, who's in this conversation as well. Christian Fournette is above these guys. There's so Christian many. Christian Fournette. Our Christian, you mean Christian uh, McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. I was just uh, molding players together. Christian McCaffrey is ahead of those three guys. There's so much domination from rookies on the top end. I don't remember it like this ever.
3: Well, there weren't. I can't remember when this many jobs were kind of up in the air. You know, it's just kind of worked out that way. Two thousand eight. Remember for during the for a long time economy. Um, <laughs> for a long time. There were um, uh, most most teams wouldn't draft running backs this high. Remember, Bell was the second round pick. Remember, Steven Jackson slipped into the second round. There, there was a lot of those upper echelon running backs who kept falling and falling and falling. I mean, what round was DJ just a couple of years ago? So yeah. it wasn't until Zeke got picked high that a lot of people, or a lot of teams said, "Hey, look at what it did for Dallas. It took them deep into the playoffs." Wasn't Zeke Maybe the highest since Adrian Peterson? To. Yeah, it was Zeke was the highest in Peterson, and then Fournette went, well, I think it was four this season. Yeah, I just, so I, we're back I, I just to teams it, believing in running
2: backs, uh, you know, kind of changing their fate. I just find it fascinating because there are so many people in the fantasy industry and just even the layman fan that preaches safety, preaches consistency, preaches the safe pick. People are so into the safe picks all the time and there has to be something that a lot of these people are curbing this at this point. You know, to take Fournette, I mean, to take Elliott last year, but you to take Fournette. you the safe pick. Yeah, to take I'm Dalvin Cook. It. Any of those guys, taking those guys this high is not considered that safety move that so many people in the industry want to do. This bucks all of it. This kicks all of oh. that to the curb here. B,
3: bucks. Well, what does uh, Bruce Arians say? No risk it, no biscuit, right? So sometimes you just got to take a shot. Well, you're telling me. uh, I'm I'm (laughs) risk-averse. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, you're not risk-averse. A lot of people are. Yeah. uh, I got all the shares of Josh
2: Gordon here, so don't talk to me about that.
3: (laughs) I'm just going to send him, me and Pavona are going to send him a trash bag full of weed so that he doesn't perform for any of your teams.
2: He'll be like, oh, another. That's what I want to do. Totally. Yeah, I totally (laughs) totally get that. Uh, You were up on, why did Pavona get thrown into that, by the way? What was that about? I don't know. Uh, just because I figured he'd want to join me. You just throw, throw somebody, you you have like a scapegoat. That's what you're looking for. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You were scouring this. I find interesting, you know, a big topic that everybody should be paying attention to. We kind of covered this in one of our, um, fantasy football podcasts we did where we looked at the ESPN Yahoo ranks is being able to abuse the, uh, standard rankings because, you know, you probably have, I think even Pisa Pia and Sealy had talked about this on on target before, that you know 75 to 80% of people still work off the standard rankings of a given website now some have adjusted like yahoo's adjusted with their x rank which kind of adjusts player rankings based to your team settings but it doesn't mean there aren't values to be found bogman scoured yahoo today and found some absurd deals. Now, when you get into your draft rooms, they're probably going to adjust, especially if you look at ADPs, but the ranks that they still have. And Yahoo just put out a big update. Who were some of the, like, wacko ones that you found?
3: Yeah, it was weird because when I was looking, there were still, there were a lot of guys where I was like, oh, well, wow, they moved Kaiser up today because we had a mock draft a couple of days ago. And... Kaiser was still way, way, way down there. But there's a couple of guys. These guys are all in the 1800s or lower. So they're basically behind everybody on the depth chart and all the IDP, IDP players that Yahoo has listed. You won't see those in your standard drafts if you don't have IDP players. But these guys are all way, way down there. Wendell Smallwood was way down there. Uh, a lot of people are big on D'Angelo Henderson because Booker's out and Charles is kind of injury-prone. Uh, my boy Deontay Foreman was down there. I like Donnell Pumphrey. Not everybody does, but he was deep. Your boy, uh, the Welsh, your, possibly your new boy, who was running as the number two back for the Niners in the third preseason game, Matt Brieda.
2: Yeah, Brieda. He looked uh, really good.
3: Way down there. Who we were just spent a whole segment talking about. Kareem Hunt was still in the 2000s. See,
2: that one makes me... I like. I. I don't know, man. That makes me like, angry, I, right? It makes me angry, but it, I just don't feel that it's true. I feel like that's one where the Yahoo room opens up and like the X rank for your league adjusts to that. Like that just has to be a standard ranking. I can't imagine unless somebody sorts it by rank, I mean, that's stupid, but why would Yahoo even allow the pre-rank of him to be that? Like, I'm going to go pull up a Yahoo page right now. You can talk <laughs> about a few more of those. I need to see a league that we've done and, and see his pre-draft rank because that that's like, I can't, I can't buy that. A couple of the other ones, uh, as far as running backs go, Tariq
3: Cohen, it's way down there, who looks like he could be a decent PPR option, you know, like a late, late flying in the draft. A uh, Marlon Mack, who is behind, well, he's behind Robert Turbin and Frank Gore, but he's gonna move ahead of Turbin.
2: How does point. Kareem Hunt have a twenty five hundred, a, a twenty five hundred projected <laughs> rank? You. And an actual rank of seven seventy eight. Yahoo's Stupid. Give me get out of here. <laughs>
3: CJ Spiller, who is going to get some playing time, obviously because of the Spencer Ware injury, uh, is down there, and Buck Allen, who is behind Terrence West, is also down. A lot there. of good names, in not. That. Yeah, there's not as many wide receivers, but there are some down there. Uh, Tyler Boyd, who's ahead of John Ross on the depth chart, but is still going behind him, is down there. Your boy, Josh Gordon, the Welsh. Darius yeah. Stewart, who uh, John mentioned. Chester Rogers, who's third with the Colts. If luck comes back, he could be big. Jalen Strong and Braxton Miller are, you know, two and three for Houston. One of those guys is going to wind up carving out a decent role now that Will Fuller is gone. And the new starting tight end for your San Francisco 49ers, mm. George Kittle. Is also way down in the two thousand. So I mean, how you do know, you like you're your not new tight end,
2: Vance McDonald?
3: Thunder D, yeah,
2: I love Thunder, Thunder D. Thunder D. Um, I bet you do. Well,
3: I mean, they've been. Uh, I do. They, they've they've been complaining about Jesse James. Ben has been yelling. at Adam Tomlin's been yelling at him. So looks like the outlaw is going to go to the bench and assassination of Jesse James Thunder by D. that
2: cowardly George Kittle. I get it.
3: <laughs> by the the cowardly uh, Thunder D.
2: Yeah, Thunder. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's not George Kittle. It's Vance McDonald. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's interesting in there. The wide receivers really are garbage. It's unfortunate my shares of uh, um, Josh Gordon. If people want more, actually, in the next Fantasy Football Podcast, I believe episode 1056, I don't know. It'll be our something. bet prediction ones, shares. I'll talk about that. I own a lot of him because even the Browns beat writers are now, Uh, you know, they're, they are behind the thought that uh, Josh Gordon is going to get uh, back into the league and uh, Deshawn Kaiser kind of fits I mean imagine Kaiser with uh, Coleman and Josh Gordon it's a risk but his ADP is so ridiculous I mean Yahoo still have everyone has him buried rightfully so the ADPs are the only thing that's a difference so I'm going to talk a little bit about why I like Josh Gordon in the next fantasy football podcast but some great names there Bogman loves Treat Cohen I love Marlon Mack and a whole bunch more We got one more little, tiny, small segment we're going on the other side of the break, so don't go anywhere. It's Bogman. It's the Welsh. It's Pavona. I'll be right back.
1: This league And I despise him I love how the good. British
2: accent changed by the way It was like Cockney at the beginning And now it's very proper English It was pretty damn good though Bogman Stern and Chris Cowell I guess that would make me The problem with that if I Papa out. Welsh <laughs> No no, that would make me Because the other famous America's Got Talent Was Sharon Osbourne hey
1: hello, hello I don't know if you move on now. I love Sharon. all Sharon Sharon
2: Sharon
1: Wednesdays from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network In this league, oh, I remember.
0: I love.
1: In this league,
0: oh, I Uh, remember.
2: Yeah, I I remember that. that. Welcome back. It's in this league. It's Bogman the Welsh. Super producer Chris Pavona has killed it today. That promo that we just heard. uh, I almost could not compose myself uh, at the end here because it was very, very funny. So I always look forward to those. Couple quick questions, Bogman. Before we get out of here, we got a couple minutes left. Uh, Cody Trevitz in our ITL Live Group Me Room we have as part of the ITL Army said, What players have concerned you most in the preseason, and what players have you taking a second look? I can answer this one way. I'm going to just go real quick. Saying, I don't fall too much into the preseason struggles. But man, I'll tell you, I am falling hook, line, and sinker, hook, line, and sinker again on Amir Abdullah. That thing is just getting me again.
3: <laughs> he does it every year.
2: He does. He it looks to me.
3: great. I mean, he's a great player, but he just can't stay on the field. Um, I guess if I had to be negative on one, maybe my boy Matt Forte, who I still love and I still think is going to catch a lot of balls if he stays with the Jets, but they're they're talking about trading him, and he's had a hamstring thing. So, uh, you know. That's one maybe I'm taking a second look at, and maybe I'm not taking him as high as I was in previous drafts.
2: Yeah, like, preseason performance is hard to say that you would sit back on anybody, but I think you, maybe you mentioned this break, you just mentioned it. The injury stuff is the thing that make you second look. I can tell you one person who has taken a hit because of this is T.Y. Hilton. You know, T.Y. Hilton, based on his stuff, based on Andrew Luck, there has been... some really the Colts' offense. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, Here's another one we can kind of pair with this. Miles in the ITL live room said, ADP risers to back off from. So these are players that, obviously, you know, hype has taken control of them and moved them up. I'm And I could be wrong here, and I know there are other guys in this network that probably would disagree here, but when I hear Kareem Hunt going the first pick in the second round, I can't get down with that. I can't get down with taking Kareem Hunt higher than Fournette or Cook, I'm 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 on those guys. Those are the guys I want. Cook, Fournette, and McCaffrey over Kareem Hunt, and then we can talk about taking Kareem Hunt.
3: Couldn't agree more. I I, and I think that's the big one that stands out because that's the biggest riser out of anybody right now. So I think. I think that's a good one to point out, man. He's just going a little bit too high. They still have Spiller. They still have West. Like I said, Ryan Matthews has experience in the Eagles offense. He could potentially sign there and mess the whole thing up. So I I don't know. I'm just not as big on Kareem Hunt as everybody else is.
2: Yeah. Uh, Super producer Chris Pavona, real quick, I need you to come on here because I need to know what pick do you have in the Disney Facebook fan group uh, (laughs) draft that's coming up on Sunday? What pick do you have?
1: I don't know yet, actually. I won't know until Sunday.
3: It doesn't uh, matter what pick you have, right? You're just going to dominate anyway. Well, it doesn't yeah. matter because no if you
1: matter don't what, win this, I've got a friend in you guys.
2: That's where you always got us. <laughs> You've always got us. Um, if you don't win this thing, like, what is that going to do to you? Like, are, are you just not going to talk? Will it be like, I mean, you know, we're going to ask you for
3: weekly. We're gonna eat. We'll ask you weekly updates on this.
2: Absolutely, week. I'll, absolutely. I gotta win this.
1: The second I have my my draft, I'll let you guys know how it is. Um, I you know, hopefully I do have the magic of Disney behind my team in this one. But I'll let, all I can say is right now, I'll let you know. I don't know if these guys are gonna be great fantasy uh, players. You never know.
2: Yeah. What about TAS? Why? Let's fantasy. Let's all draft. Let's, Let's all draft. draft. Let's all, right. all draft. Yeah, that's the song. Um, <laughs> what?
3: Um, what, what is your logo going to be? Uh, oh. You've already had to have picked that out. Oh, right? I already Ray picked out my team, team name.
1: Too. And it's from that movie, A Goofy oh, Movie. It. <laughs> it's called The Perfect Cast. Oh, no. Go, uh, okay. Go on Google and look up The Perfect Cast, A Goofy Movie GIF, and you'll see what I'm talking about
2: okay i've i've already tried to look up enough goofy gifts, uh but they were in a completely different <laughs> direction here but we'll do that all right i like it and then you obviously probably have the goofy movie logo on there all right uh fantastic show everyone did a great job appreciate everybody that decided to play your uh your team's got talent want to appreciate uh thank john Lobb for joining the show he did some great stuff Pavona was a absolute rock star bogman killed it as always and uh i'm not so bad myself Tune in every week. Don't want to miss you. It's Bogman the Welsh and in this league on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Bye-bye.